What'd you do? I don't know. I never know. <laughs> Welcome to the Felt Recall Podcast. This is number 164. If you're counting episodes, if you had 164, you're you're on track. Good for you. Chris and Patrick here with you. Patrick, glad to have you back, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure. Glad you're here. And uh, it's a busy week. There's so much to get to. Looks like Kyle Rittenhouse is going to walk. The man's going to walk, and he's going to walk some more. And he's going to walk again. Uh, which we have said all along. I don't think anybody in this room ever disagreed that Rittenhouse did the right thing when he did what he did. Um, more on that in just a second. Big Daddy Unlimited taking a lot of heat from the gun community this week because the gun community doesn't know how to sit down, slow down, and process facts. The FBI going after Project Veritas. And uh, we're, we are going to talk vaccines because uh, I, I loved um, the follow-up to the story we shared with you a while back about Kyle Warner. A uh, professional mountain biker that I happen to pay special attention to on uh, the YouTubes. And then, um, lo and behold, Kyle Warner ended up testifying. I don't know where he was. Uh, yeah, maybe, I'm not sure. Maybe it was in Congress in some sort of um, committee of some sort. But he actually uh, went and told them uh, his story. And, boy, he had a... Uh, he had a got a moment for old Fauci there, so that was really good. Uh, we now know, in case we can't squeeze this in entirely, let me just tell you, theblaze.com reporting, matter of fact, President Biden has left. President Biden, did I call him O-Biden? I think you did. Yeah, that's kind of what he is. Um, you know, what's funny is I look down at this picture of him, and it's him and John Kerry, and you just know that all he's doing is using Obama's leftovers, man. It's all the guy's done. You got Susan Rice in there. Uh, you got Hillary Clinton uh, hating him, but probably advising from the side. And then uh, Valerie Jarrett as well. It's just Obama 2.0. Anyway, President Biden left 14,000 U.S. residents in Afghanistan. He's left 14,000 U.S. residents in Afghanistan after promising, of course, to get every American out. Uh, he didn't quite do that, and we'll give you all the details if we can, but just just have that in your pocket if you need it. This week's charity of choice is FreeKyleUSA.org. FreeKyleUSA.org. Self-defense is a right, not a privilege. James Monroe said the right of self-defense never ceases. It is among the most sacred and alike necessary to nations and individuals. So both the individual and the country thrive uh, when there's a right to self-defense. You need to help Kyle if you can afford to help him. FreeKyleUSA.org. FreeKyleUSA.org. We're going to tell you in just a minute why he walks, why I, I thoroughly believe he walks with <laughs> um, flying colors. I don't know. How do you say that? With, with a totally clean record. And a clear conscience to match. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no getting around the fact that... Uh, it looked basically what happened was his attorney got the bad guy to confess in court today that he was pointing a gun at Kyle and uh, chased him down the road, and that Kyle didn't shoot him until the guy pointed his gun at him. So what are you gonna do? I'll tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna obliterate that dude's bicep. Vaporize it. Vaporize is yeah, what he said. Yeah, that's what it was. That was kind of funny. You're going to vaporize that guy's bicep. Trying to be like really super dramatic, like he was going to win some sympathy points from the jury mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. Not so much, buddy. 
he he strikes you as the type of guy that if he could, he would get up there and he'd be like, you know, when I was young and I wanted to be black, I'd always wanted to be a black homosexual. I don't know if uh, everyone knows that about me. I always <laughs> wanted to be a black homosexual. Anyway, when I was young and I wanted those things, I wanted to be a black man, attractive, or, or woman, really. I was actually, you know what, now that I remember hindsight being a thing, uh, it was definitely I wanted to be a black woman. Didn't have to be black, just a minority woman because I understood my privilege. And I just thought if I could be a minority woman who was attracted to other women, that's the life for me. Anyway, um, yeah, I had my Glock out, and I was pointing it at him. Anyway, uh, that he, he's, he's sleazy. Like, he can just feel it oozing that off guy, of him. That wasn't a Glock. He definitely had a Taurus. <laughs> Antifa, come on. Uh, well, we're gonna, yeah, it's, come on. Man. You'd like to be right. It probably, I mean, I wonder if it was legally purchased. I haven't dug that deep. I'm going to bet not whatever it was he had with him. Now, the pedophile died, right? He shot yep. the pedophile killed him. This guy's not the pedophile. I don't know what this guy is outside of a hooligan, but he's something all right. Anyway, before we get into all that, I, I got to share some personal news. And um, I'm not one for sharing personal news um, for the sake of attention or anything, but this is kind of where we come to hash out our ideas. So I figured I'd, I'd bring it up here and you could maybe help me. I don't know, whatever. But it's probably going to get brought up occasionally. Um, and, you know, as with all serious news you ever receive, um, well, that I'll ever receive, it'll, it'll become more of a joke than anything. And so I can't have to explain the joke every time, right? You need to know why it's funny, right? So anyway, um, we had a conversation with our family on Saturday, and uh, we, we told the kids um, uh, some stuff about what was going on in the world and, and some of the actions we were taking in response to what was going on in the world. And then that night we learned uh, kind of a, I guess, valuable lesson. I don't know. It's one of those things, again, we're going to have to work through it as a family. Um, you know, you got kids, your mindset towards everything changes and uh, your approach to things, I think, becomes a lot softer, uh, unless you're me, I guess. Um, and you have a podcast you got to run your mouth on. But uh, so, you know, you, you, you want to be as accepting as you can be, especially to your own kids. And, and, and I think you learn to be patient with people in general and to uh, default to showing love and kindness to people. And so anyway, we had this conversation with our kids about uh, what was going on in the world and some of the things we were going to do about that. And then we put everybody to bed. And, uh, and what we learned, I guess the point I was making was that, that now, you know, these things of the world, these things that... Um, pop culture are is really uh, they're they're pushing propaganda on your kids everywhere you turn you can't turn a disney show on anymore without a gay or transgender character you can't find decent family programming anywhere you can't trust anybody um i mean we were watching what were we watching i think i told you this we were watching something about the making uh, oh, Pixar. Pixar has a behind-the-scenes thing of just Pixar. It's like eight episodes on Disney+. Plus. And, of course, I mean, we're here to learn how these cartoon movies get made. And, of course, in the second episode, 30 minutes in, it's some dude. And he's like, well, I like working at Pixar because I'm gay. It's like, who cares? Nobody cares. Yeah. They don't interview anybody that says, you know, I like working at Pixar because I enjoy the missionary position with my wife. 
Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares what type of sex you're into. No. And that's all the champion about uh, sexuality is. Like you, you can say whatever you want. Well, it's about breaking down barriers and making sure we accept people for who they are. No, it's not. No, it's not. Not in that sense. Um, because if it were, we would put just as much emphasis on absolutely every other uh, type of preference that's out there or every other I'm born this way that there is. What they're doing is slowly but surely uh, acclimating your children to these ideas. So we've been afraid for a long time. Um, you guard your kids, not about the gay thing specifically, but somewhat about that. I mean, I don't think kids need to hear about any of that anyway. Like save that till they're old enough to even understand what it means to be attracted to an individual of, of either sex, you know. But uh, anyway, it puts you on guard as a parent. And so we had a talk Saturday with our kids about some stuff that was happening, like I said. And then we put everybody to bed, and my wife and I came down, and our, our son is nine. Our oldest son is nine. And uh, he came downstairs, and he just seemed really sad and upset, like he had something he wanted to share. And, um, and I'm going to tell you, just because I think every parent can learn from it. Um, and maybe we can help each other if you face a situation like this in the future. But my son on Saturday told me and my wife that he believes he identifies, uh, as a non-farmer. Hmm. Man. And how do you process that? Not with a combine. I promise I wouldn't laugh. He uh, he told us that he understood that we were traditionalists and that it might be hard for us to take, but he needed to live his truth. And so he would not be setting his clock back an hour. His exact words were, this 5 o'clock sunset can go to hell. I don't know where he gets off talking like that. Um, I certainly don't allow it. He's not wrong. And he he went on to say that he wouldn't be setting his clock back an hour and that he expected us to accommodate him in every way with that. That he would still be getting up at his normal time and he would start his school at a normal time. He'd eat his breakfast at his normal time and he'd go to bed at his normal time. And when I explained to him, uh, you can't really do that. Like, you know, you, you can believe that it's uh, 7 a.m. when it's really 8 a.m. <clears throat> but the rest of the world, uh, it's, it's 8 a.m. And he said, well, the rest of the world's a bunch of bigots. Yeah, trans daylight. Exactly. He had us. He had us in the corner. Uh, I mean, honestly, what do you say to that? I said, buddy, we promise to love you no matter who you are. Even if you're wrong and you have a mental deficiency, mom and dad love you. Now go to bed. It's past your bedtime. And again, he tried to say, Dad, I'm a non-farmer. And I said, it hasn't happened yet. It happens at 2 a.m. Go to bed. And uh, so we saved that fight for Sunday night. So we have a non-farming son. Uh, our family has decided to support him and be non-farmers as well. So we're not changing our clocks. And we're going about our business as usual. I'll be demanding Paris. Paris Mountain starts closing at 6 p.m. now. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to show up at 6 p.m. 
you know, 5 p.m. our time. Real time. I should say. As yeah. I like to say. Real time. We're going to show up at 5 p.m. real time. Tell them to open that gate. Yeah. Not yeah. that made up uh-uh. concept out of thin air. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be like, sir. The regular time is what's real. Yeah. How does that work? Wait a second. Would you be running behind everybody an hour, right? So they close at 6, and in my world, it's 7, seven right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so by the time you get there... Yeah, they're closing. They're, they're at, already... They're, at 5. They're done. So what I could do is show up at uh, 6 o'clock my time and demand they close. And they'll say, we don't close till 6. And I say, it is 6. What are you, a bigot? Close this park. Yeah, well, so here's what your son could do. Um, so as not to be ostracized by society. He could move to, I don't know, any other country in the world <laughs> or Arizona. Does Arizona not do it? I don't think so. I saw South Carolina voted to not do it anymore. Now we just need, like, the federal government to say that's okay I, or something. I don't think... Uh, if I remember correctly, I think Arizona doesn't. I could be way off on that. <clears throat> I'd be game. That for could it. be just one of those things I read that has no validity whatsoever. Yeah. I, well, then then everybody's believing it because I just, I heard it at uh, we did my wife's birthday dinner the other night, uh, not her birthday, but did the birthday dinner, and uh, there everybody there was talking about it. So I'm assuming. Which was really funny, by the way. I've I've learned a valuable lesson recently, and then I'll be done with the personal uh, mumbo jumbo that I'm making up to to prove things. Uh, <laughs> I, we had uh, my my middle child was not a difficult case because his favorite food in the world. You ask him, "Hey, buddy, what's your favorite food?" Uh, and he'll tell you cheese sticks. Now he does not mean what you think of if you're like me. When you think cheese sticks, what do you think of when you think cheese Mozzarella sticks? Mozzarella sticks. That's right. Yeah. Because mm. I'm a fatty. Crispy, golden fried, man. A little juice on the inside. That cheese yep. hits just right. You dip it in that marinara. Mm-mm. Nope. Cheese sticks, in little man's world, are uh, Papa John's. Uh, I can't even think of what Papa John's calls them. Maybe they do call them cheese sticks. Like cheesy bread. Yeah, but it's, uh, let me get my app out here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they call them. It's like an appetizer, right? But it's just, yeah. it's like pizza dough, olive oil, and cheese. And that's cheese sticks. It's the only type the way of. way God intended it. Well, it's, you know, if, if so, he's a man after God's own heart. Because <laughs> it's the only way he'll eat pizza. He doesn't eat red sauce at all. He hates red sauce. All right. And so this is, uh, this is his jam, you know? And so... On his birthday, I had this great idea. I asked him, you know, what, what do you want? What should we order for your birthday? And, of course, he's like, cheese sticks. That's when he eats cheese sticks. And uh, I said, all right, man, you know, we'll, we'll do some cheese sticks. And I'll just get, yeah, that's what they call it, cheese sticks. Okay, he's not wrong. Um, but Papa John sure is. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, so he wanted cheese sticks, and so we did Papa John's. Well, Papa John's now charges you. An exorbitant amount of money to get food delivered to your house. It's like a $4 delivery fee. Them and everybody else. It's crazy. It's crazy. So the, the majority of the time, 99.9%, I'll just go pick food up if we order out. 
I have no interest in paying that much. I feel bad for delivery drivers because that gig used to be good. When I had that gig, it was a real good gig. There was a $1 delivery charge, and that went to the driver. I didn't work for Papa John's. I worked for another pizza place. But we got like a buck per delivery by default, and then we got whatever tip came to us on top of that. And then, you know, they didn't pay anything per hour, really, but you made decent money. So anyway, um, I think I paid... Not an exaggeration. I'll be conservative. If I remember correctly, um, it was a $30 tip and $4 to have the pizza delivered. So it was around $30 to $35 to have it delivered. Now, I'm not bragging about the tip size. I am saying it was 20%. We ordered a junk ton of pizza because we had like 20 people in the house, right? Yeah. So... Uh, and cheese sticks for the kids and all What's that. What's it like to be Kevin McAllister's dad? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, I wish we'd have bought brick, though. How much cocaine do you sell to live in a house that big mm-hmm. and fly your extended family to Paris? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much um, a lot. Okay. A lot. I don't deal in bricks. I deal in pallets. Ah, yes. Uh, that's what I'm known for. Starting to make sense now. I'm very, very ruthless, and mm-hmm. the only reason the house is built from brick, ground up, is for all the dead bodies that are in it. Oh, all right. Yeah, so. Um, anyway, <laughs> they'll never talk. Where was I? Oh, yes. It was like 30 to 40 bucks to get that pizza delivered. I asked them. I ordered it. The party was on a Wednesday. I ordered it on Tuesday morning and said, could you have it there? At 5.15. Party starts at 5.30 for dinner. I would like it to arrive at my house at 5.15. Yes, sir. No problem. Not a problem. Got here at 5.45. All right. 5.45. Then we had my wife's birthday dinner the other night. We had Tropical Grill cater it. Okay? It's good stuff. It's really, really good. I'll never say anything bad about Tropical Grill. Except this. Nice lady shows up. Damn it. There goes the sponsorship. (laughs) Very nice lady shows up. She lays the spread out. And to her credit, she says, let me get all this settled for you. I said, oh, no, 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 I'll get it. I'll get it. She goes, you sure? You sure? I'll, I'll set everything up. But we're in my parents' house, you know, and, like, they're kind of lingering around. And Nana's over there in her recliner. And I'm like, nah, you, you get on out of here, you know. It's okay. No big deal. And not for anything other than, I, as a delivery person, I would feel weird, like, all these people looking at me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted her to be like, as comfortable as possible. Just go yep. ahead and go. Well, we start off loading. like it's something you can't do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like she, I mean. Right. She's not preparing the meal right then. She's just <laughs> right. putting it out, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, it was all wrapped nicely. And, and they, they, I even said, man, they're really smart about how they deliver things. They really are. It's a smart process in the way they package the food. And so anyway, uh, I, we lay the spread out. I'm standing there with my mom. And I go, hey, wait a second. Where's the pork? And I goes, what? I said, it's a, it's a pork and chicken make your own wrap thing. Where's the pork? She goes, ah. So I called the store. I'm like, hey, uh, we got everything out, but I don't see the pork. And uh, I looked at my receipt, you know, charged me for the pork. Oh, we're really sorry, really sorry. And it's like 10 minutes from my parents' house. So it's not a huge deal. Lady goes, we got, we got some pork coming to you. So 10, 15 minutes goes by. Lady pulls up. Different lady, by the way, than the original. Here you go. Here's your pork. Hands it to me in a bag. I take the bag into the kitchen. And uh, I go, okay. So we get the pork laid out. We got pork, chicken, rice, black beans. We got all the sauces. We got the French fries. We got plantains, which I found out very few people apparently like plantains, which worked in my favor. So 
We got all that. We're ready. Okay. We're just waiting on the mother-in-law. And, and, and it was, you know, food was early. I had the food arrive about 20 minutes early on purpose. Everybody's here except her mom. When her mom gets here, we're going to dive in. We're going to dive. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. This is... This is a build-your-own-wrap thing, right? Didn't I buy the wrap? Because there's like four different things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what are we supposed to wrap the food in? <laughs> and my mom's like, you mean like you're supposed to get wraps? I said, yeah, doesn't it come with flatbread that you, you wrap it in, and that, like a flatbread? And she goes, I got tortillas. I was like, no, but, but I paid for this. Hold on. <laughs> We're not going to eat this in tortillas. <laughs> so I called the restaurant back. Hey, hi. Hey, can you look at my order? We sure can. Um, this is a build your rap bar, right? Oh, it sure is. It sure is. Okay. What, what are the wraps? What are we supposed to wrap in? And the lady goes, oh my goodness. They're right here. I'm like, all right. She goes, I'm bringing them to you right now. So I like to think that they were on the counter the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. And she's yeah. just like, okay, I'm supposed to do something with these. <laughs> and she, and then she was like, all right, I don't know what it is. I'll just wait for a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and maybe in a perfect world, both of the drivers have come back, and she's been like, did you get all that sorted out? And they're like, yeah. And she goes, okay. All right, the only now thing we got- can just figure out where these flatbreads go. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be swimming after that. <laughs> they're all looking at it, and the phone rings. I yeah. will say, in fairness to Tropical Grill, I don't know if I've ever been in one that wasn't like, slam always so i get it they're they're in the weeds like constantly because it's so good they're putting one near the office by the way yes sir i want to say that i got nothing negative to say about it because they showed up they brought it right back it was no big deal we had everything we needed by the time people were hitting the the bar to eat you know no big deal not at all it but it was funny and if you thought (laughs) I guess my, the point I was making is that we've gone to this thing. This is really the point I was making where they're demanding the tip up front now, right? Like Papa John's. Okay. What will your tip be? What will your tip be? Tropical grill. I order. What will your tip be? And I kid you not when I was ordering the tropical grill in my head, I was like, Oh, I know how this went last time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm just going to say something you're probably already thinking. Um, to cater a buffet from Tropical Grill per person is actually uh, almost twice what it is to uh, feed people Papa John's pizza. Right? I bet. So uh, you're like, hmm, boy, I mean, do you really want to – you just can't trust them. You just can't trust them. And then I said, yes, you can. Yes, come on. Come on, you got burned once. But as George W. Bush famously said, <laughs> fool me once, man. It's just not nice to fool people. So when it happened again, I was like, every stinking time, every time, every time. So that's the frustrating part is you're paying the tip. I don't I don't think they really had a delivery fee that was more than like four or five bucks. Maybe it was, I don't care, it could have been $10. When you think about you're trying to get the party executed, yeah, and then, all right, what's it worth for me to not have to go do that, especially when you're hauling the kids with you and all sure. that? Definitely, it was worth to go get it. So anyway, yeah, that's, I mean, that's uh, all these delivery services. That's kind of that. That's the the million dollar question: is that premium? Is it worth it versus your time? Right. Typically, 
anytime we've used like DoorDash or any of that stuff, it takes forever. Mm-hmm. Longer than they predict it will, their estimated time. Uh, but I noticed the other day I got on uh, DoorDash and created an account. I thought I had one. Apparently I didn't. Could have sworn I used it before. Uh, but I had to create an account. And it was like before 5 o'clock. And it was like, all right. I was kind of using it just to see what was out there, right? What do we want to get? And I'm scrolling through. And you can see the cost of the food items, right? And then... It was like after five o'clock, as soon as five o'clock hit, they like throttled the prices mm-hmm. right there on the app, like in yeah. real time. And I was like, yeah. okay, wait, what just happened? Every, it just, everything went through the roof. Yeah. Like a crazy price jump. Yeah. Yeah. Their prices like, are different. Well, than- I'm done with this. I, I'm, I'll not use it again. So, I mean, they got to make money, right? I know that's sure. cliche to say, but <clears throat> it's very scamish when they start well, doing Uber it that way. They like, do it too. Come on, man. Yeah, it's a little different because Uber is a specific service. The DoorDash service is the delivery of the food, not the food itself. Well, what I'm talking about so with that's Uber why it is feels like when the bars close at 2 a.m., mm-hmm. suddenly the price of the ride goes through the roof. Supply and demand. Yeah, Supply right. and demand. Their, their, their service is the driving. Yeah. And in my, in my mind, so is DoorDash's. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, yeah. DoorDash isn't selling me food. DoorDash is delivering the food someone else sold me. So they, in my opinion, they don't have any business adjusting Marking the food up. price. Yeah, that's that's what's strange to me. And they and uh, fun fact, they operated at a huge loss last quarter. DoorDash. DoorDash. Wow. Incredible loss. And they chalked it up to, you know, quote unquote, expanding the business and that sort of thing. And and the, like, yeah, right. I'm talking millions upon millions of dollars in the red. If if you're on the heels of a worldwide pandemic and your food delivery service is Can't losing win. money, yeah. you're doing something terribly yeah. wrong. Terribly it, didn't, wrong. it honestly didn't make any sense to me. Huh. Well, oh well. Nice knowing you, DoorDash. Um, I don't use it. I, I, I think we used... Oh, no, we didn't. I'm lying. Never mind. We used one of those grocery delivery services once, and uh, it was pretty funny to me that uh, people do that as a habit. I'm not busy or professional enough, I guess. I, I used it when I was uh, thought I was dying because I was so sick uh, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. COVID. Uh, yeah. No. Oh, no? No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Stomach flu. Oh, what? Everybody in the house. Dude, I heard that the only thing people are getting now is COVID. What are you talking about anyway? Maybe it was. Okay. I didn't get tested, right. so we could always just pretend. Okay. I mean, sure. That's what everybody else is doing, right? Yep. Okay. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry, I used it one time. Uh, yeah, I used it one time, and, you know, I, it was like I ordered, like, Pepto-Bismol, ginger ale, mm-hmm. Jello, The necessities. Yeah. Uh, chicken noodle soup, like all the things you ha- you get when you you have a stomach bug, right? Yeah. And it was like, no, because you know, no one from our house was leaving. Yeah. It was, that was not happening. Um. And I, I thought, whoever this poor person is that has to go to the grocery store for me knows exactly what I'm going through as I'm, right, you know, as they're yeah. like shopping for these items. Why is this guy getting Pedialyte and Pepto Bismol? <laughs> yeah, pretty much dead on. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, 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 I thought they probably knew what I was going through. Yeah. So they did a good job. They did. They did. I mean, 
uh, allegedly that stuff got to the house very quickly. I was kind of out of it, so I don't know. There's two ways, you know, people take these these complaints when I complain about things. By the way, Papa John's, nary a word. They sent me a follow-up email. Hey, how'd we do? And I told them. And then I got an email from, I guess, what is their regional complaint compliance officer? I don't know what his real job title was. But, but he said, hey, uh, I want to reach out and tell you we're sorry. Offer some resolution. We have increased pay for drivers to try to make sure this type of thing doesn't happen. Have a great day. And I replied and was like, thanks for the email. What exactly is the resolution you're offering? And it's like crickets. <laughs> there was no resolution offered. Um, Could you imagine having that job? Right. Yeah. Who would want that? I don't know if I should tell this story or not. Uh, well, pe- here you go. Yeah, people complain all the time. <laughs> I get it. Well, I, I'll tell you a really short version, and maybe one day I'll tell you the long version. But the short version is when I worked at the pizza restaurant when I was 15, some guys called, and they asked if they could use a coupon. And I said, no, it doesn't pertain to that order. It doesn't apply. It only works for this. And they said, ah, yeah, we don't want that. We want this order. And I said, okay, which coupon's no good. They said, okay. And we uh, put the order in. The driver took the food out. And the driver called from the house and said, they've got this coupon they're trying to use for buy one, get one. They're saying they were told they could. So I have to go to the fresh off probation owner, not a joke, and say, hey, uh, <laughs> these guys, you know, they're, they're saying. And so he gets on the phone with the driver. He says, bring it back. Bring it back to the store. We're not giving them the food. And um, so the driver brings the food back to the store, and the guys call the store, and they go, we want to talk to the, to the guy in charge, put the guy in charge on the phone. And short version is uh, those two guys end up at the store trying to fight the owner. <laughs> and uh, did not go well, man. Did not go well. And um, so I understand that. I, you're right. Who would want that job? But don't say you're here to offer a resolution when you're not. Um, you don't have anything to offer me. Just don't offer me anything. Um, on on the, uh, the contrast to that is Google's Nest thermostats, which we have in our house, and one of them is junk. And it's always been junk. And I've emailed them and said, this thing's junk. My wife came across a blog that said, if you'll uh, message their Twitter for Google Nest specifically, they're on it. They'll help you. I said, well, I mean, tried everything else. So I message them, and they're all over it. But then it gets to a point where I do everything they ask me to do, and I go, look, it doesn't work. It doesn't work the way you say it'll work. How do I just exchange it with you? And they go, well, how long have you had it? And I tell them, they go, oh, you passed the warranty. I go, okay, fair enough. Warranty's two years. I've had it two years and a couple months. I get it. But just so you know, it's never worked. And I've sent you guys emails in the past through Google, not through this, saying, what, what do I do? And I've never heard a word back. And they won't leave me alone now. Like, hey, how do we make this right? Hey, what can we do for you? Like constant. And so I just sent back to them today and said, I'm not filling out a marketing form for you. I've already told you. I just want a different one. And I'll send you the bad one back and you can learn whatever's wrong with this one and fix it in the future. So that being said, there's still some good out there. All right. um, Should have segued while you were talking about COVID, but we didn't. I felt like uh, we played Kyle Warner's story here for you. He's a professional mountain bike racer. He got hurt from the, uh, did he take the Pfizer or the Johnson & Johnson jab? One or the I other. One of the big dog vaccines. He'll probably explain. I'm not going to make you listen to the whole thing. But it, his zinger at the front is uh, what's worth listening for. So listen to this. 
if we can. Is there is there audio around here? Hello, anyone? Hold on one second. Let me figure out what I'm doing wrong here. Didn't we listen I don't to know this? You know this but you're the one in charge of that. Oh, you know what you have to do is uh, these little things over here that we call pods. You have to you have to push it up. Oh, the right one. Here this. Here you go. Well, first of all, um, for anyone who is just maybe catching it right now, I hope that you go back and listen to Ernest's story because what he went through is something that no parent ever wants to experience and no one should ever experience. Um, Before I started my speech, I just want to say thank you to Dr. Fauci, to the FDA heads, CDC, NIH, everyone for not showing up to this meeting and not listening to us. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you have our interests at heart. This message is kind of for you. Um, It's a message on how what's happening has broke my heart literally and figuratively with our country. All right, so uh, if you haven't heard Kyle's full story, go look it up. It's really, really good. Basically, he's a professional athlete who got his vaccine so he could travel the country, and then he got pericarditis, he got POTS, and now he has recurring arthritis. Uh, What's it called? I can't remember. The point is um, he uh, everywhere he's been injured before that they fixed surgically, He's now almost arthritic in those joints where he wasn't before he got this vaccine. Um, and he really, really does a good job in that speech. Uh, it is about four minutes long, but uh, since we've already played his story in its entirety for you, I won't uh, give you a second dose of it. Uh, <clears throat> but good for him. Uh, I hope he keeps fighting the good fight. And the thing I like most is we're in a world now where your personal medical decisions are really judged by everybody around you. And you're not allowed anymore to just decide that's not for me without hearing about it from everybody else. You're hardly allowed to decide it is for you. It's funny that you know, I remember um, <clears throat> being young and having strong opinions on uh, different things and you'd get in these debates with people and you know, you're too young to know you didn't know what you were talking about. And uh, you'd have these impassioned opinions Still about things. Still happens to me every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I know what it feels like to, to, to believe, it, maybe I'm wrong, but to believe I'm older and wiser, right? To look back and go, man, probably should have read more books, kept my mouth shut more often, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Fauci gets away with being <laughs> who he is. I don't know how anybody gets away with saying, I know what's best for you. I do get the fear on both sides. There is an understandable amount of hesitation to get the vaccines. There's an understandable willingness to go get the vaccines. I think, and I'm just going to beat this dead horse for a quick second. We're also brainwashed by social media and the media. We get mad about things we can't control. We judge people based on labels, right? And that's a real good thing Kyle does in that video, by the way, where he says, I'm not, uh, well, no, actually, he doesn't say it in that video. He, he has it on his, I think it's on his Instagram, where he says, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, and I'm not going to play that game. You're not going to label me. I'm Kyle Warner, and that's who I am, and that's all I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to be... Uh, not trying to fit any other label is essentially his story uh, or his argument. And so uh, it's interesting that the the rest of the world 
will be quick to judge him based on on his own personal medical history now. Mm-hmm. He'll meet people and they'll go, I'm going to get the vaccine. And he'll go, listen, you need to be really, really sure you need to get it, that you need to get it. Because it's 99% chance you'll survive COVID and you'll naturally be immune to COVID anyway. 99% chance. And maybe it's a 99% chance that you get the vaccine and you'll be fine. Maybe that's true. But why risk getting so it's like getting COVID on purpose. Mm-hmm. Nobody would do that. So why get the vaccine on purpose if you don't have to? I guess that's kind of where I fall. Yeah. But it's still you and your health and your decisions. But isn't that the most logical argument? Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. But if you talk to someone who's a hundred percent for it, they, they tend to give you this um, very one-sided view where that logic, there's no space for it. Yeah. Which is the most bizarre thing to me. Do you think it's dramatic to make the observation that we now see how the Holocaust happened? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I think that's happening online a lot. And, I, you know, there's been like the memes that have been around, like, you know, uh, at, at first, you know, they persecuted whoever. Right. And I did nothing because I'm not one of them, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever that sort of thing. That was about the Holocaust, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the point they're trying to make. And, and how, you know, there's these steps that continue to happen and people don't speak out because they don't fall into that group or it doesn't affect them directly. And we're at that precipice now. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. because now uh, with these mandates, it does affect most everybody, you know, and, and, and what the mandates don't affect uh, you have places like California uh, that, you know, where you, you're going to have to have a, a vaccine card to get into a, a place to get a haircut. Yeah. You know, so, so if you don't have these things, then now you're ostracized from society Really to no fault of your own. I I think it, and not to go too far in the weeds, but I think the greater point is, is if the people that have the vaccine trusted it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't care what everyone else did. Yeah. Because they they would know that it works Yeah, and go, Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I don't, you know, and if that's the decision you make and it causes you to die, sorry, but at least I know I'm good. Yeah. But to me, that that it points out the fallacy of the effectiveness, right? So that's yeah. that's where I am with it. <clears throat> There's no guarantee of it at all, right? It's like the meme that's going around where the guy says, "I took an aspirin today to protect those that don't have headaches yeah. or something like that to, to keep to keep other people from yeah. getting headaches." Yeah, it's almost yeah. the same idea, except you would have to <laughs> like it's a funny joke. I hate it when people dissect jokes. <laughs> But the problem with the logic there is um, you can still – you would have to live in a world where you could still pass on a headache after getting it even though you vaccinated yourself <laughs> yeah. against the headache. Yeah. That's how ridiculous it is. You but know? that's where we are. It's where we are. And you're not but, off. But like, it's, it's crazy to think about if you put it in those terms. So different condition, different symptoms, mm-hmm. and, you, and you put it in that space and you go, okay, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. But then you, you talk about it in terms of COVID 
and you have people go, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's what's needed. That's, that's exactly where that's. When you really, on. when you look at everything you're saying, right? Like you got to have a vaccine to get your hair cut. We know there's restaurants that are requiring it. Uh, music festivals. Now, you can go trample people to death, but you better be vaccinated to do it. Imagine the irony in that. You got to be vaccinated to get into the concert. But then that concert will kill more people than the last eight mass shootings in the U.S. combined. Think about that. Think about that. And that's leftist numbers, by the way. When you look up mass shootings and you go to the leftist gun control people, they tell you eight people is more than have been killed in the last eight mass shootings combined. Now you're thinking in your head, now wait a second. How's it a mass shooting if nobody died? Right? They're counting people shot, not people killed. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So anyway. Because the numbers aren't what they want them to be. They need them up. They they go out there. Yeah, they go out there and they say to the psychopaths, them's rookie numbers. (laughs) Got to get those numbers up. Um, When you look at the fact that you can't eat, you can't get medical care, you can't go to concerts, they're ostracizing you, which is exactly what you said you suddenly realize, holy crap, it's what they did to the Jews. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what they did to the Jews, the unvaccinated of today or the Jews of, the, of, of yesterday. Now, we're not being taken to the ovens and given bars of stone or anything. Yet. Not yet, but they have the cards. You want to travel freely, you better get your vaccination card. My point is, you can see how logically... The next step is, if your neighbor is refusing the vaccine and you know that, please tell us. And you know there are people who would. Mm -hmm. And most of us can probably think of people in our own families who we think probably would. Because the vaccine matters that much to them. That is a crazy, crazy place to be in. But it's exactly where we are. I will say, I think the on the bright side, where we might be seeing some change is... I think people are going to get fed up with this idea that they have to keep getting more shots. Right. Because it's not it's not preventing people from getting it. It's not preventing the spread. Uh, it doesn't prevent symptoms. You know, I guess at the point we're at now, they're trying to say, well, it's going to prevent death or you know, minimize hospitalizations. Right. right. Your hospital visit is going to be easier because you did this, is what they're telling people. Yeah, I mean, is is the disease naturally waning? Does it, you know, I mean, it's going to have an ebb and flow as viruses tend to do, I think. Yeah. So, is that something you can quantify? Sure. Do you attribute it to the shot where you can still transmit the disease? I don't know about that. And I'm not real smart, but I just I don't trust that. I remember, I'm old enough to remember. I think you are too. Well, we're the same age, so I'm going to go with yes. Oh, there you go. I remember when scientists were telling us that really it was really a matter of everybody kind of getting it. Mm. And then you would have what was called herd immunity. I do remember those days. And everybody was saying herd immunity. I like to call that the golden age of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, like some of us say last year. (laughs) Or 13 months ago, yeah. Yeah, and there was this whole idea of we just got to get it. You're going to get it. You're very, 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 very likely to survive. Very, very, very unlikely to see negative side effects. And then what happened was 
the media starts feeding all these horror stories to push Trump out of office, which is exactly why this is what it is. Nobody can argue that. And and then a couple of those horror stories became real in your own community. And everybody goes, oh, no, they're right. All right? Meantime, everyone, isn't it funny what went away uh, so quickly, if you remember... Uh, the cool kid thing to say for a long time was, uh, oh, wait, now, now it's slipping my mind. Uh, they would say, um, what's the phrase, test batch of one? What is it that they say that became so popular for a quick minute? Uh, I know this is only a... Uh, a sample size yeah, of one. Yeah, a sample size of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody kept saying that for, for a hot minute. Do you remember that? Like, especially in the firearms community. They'd shoot a gun and break it. I know this is a sample size of one, yeah. but uh, here's what I've gleaned from my uh, studies, meaning, you know, my 50 rounds of blazer brass that I put through it. And uh, that was such a hot topic, but then we do the same thing with COVID, where we get one story in our community, and and, uh, and it's a tragic story, and we go, well, that's probably going to happen to me. Well, so go back to uh, the, the first big COVID spike. Okay. And do you remember where COVID hit the hardest? Um, in America, you mean, or in the no, world? No, in the world. Okay. Deaths out of control, country on the brink. I mean, the numbers we know, right? Is that well, the numbers we were told. Yeah, so Italy. That definitely can't say China. Oh, yeah, Italy, Italy. was real bad. They remember shut that? down big time. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, apparently Italy's health minister changed the COVID death toll from just over 132,000 people a lot. to 3,783. I say what now? So they basically wiped nearly 130,000 people off of the death rolls, the death rosters. All right, hold on. You said there from 132,000 down to 3,000? Correct. 3,783. I mean, that's an overshot of like Nearly 98%, 99%. Exactly. <laughs> okay. How do people get away with this kind of stuff? Well, it just, I mean, when you read something like that and then you use logic like we're talking about. Yes, I do. I know you do. Sometimes. Um, it's really funny to me how people can hold so firm to this idea that this shot is is a saving grace or or whatever. There there doesn't seem to be enough actual truth and enough actual facts for me to wrap my head around it. You know, I think you just made me realize something, and I mean that sincerely. I think my issue is I believe the shot is a placebo effect. Oh yeah, and the government is pushing it on us as if it will save us, and we have to thank them for it. Ergo, I'm not going to get the placebo. So if you want to get it, cool, but I don't want to hear your lectures about me not getting it. Because as it turns out, it's not really a placebo because it's hurting people as well. It's not effective, and it's really, really hurting people. Everybody, I mean, I'm thinking of vaccinated people in my head right now. They still get COVID. Yeah, And they're still getting really sick, like bedridden sick, but they got their vaccination. What are we talking about? Well, it could have been worse. I come in the hospital. Okay, maybe. Well, you just said the but word. We'll never know. You just said the word. It's not a vaccination. Right. I mean, that's. I feel like that's the bigger thing is that we've we've kind of been fed a line there. 
And and then now uh, was the NIH changed the definition of vaccine. Yes. The same week that uh, the the uh, FOIA came out, and you know, showing that they had basically funded gain of function in Wuhan. Yeah, vaccine and gain of function have both found new meanings on their website. And not only did they change it, they have now rebranded the flu shot to the flu vaccine. It's the first time I've ever seen it yeah. in my 40 years. I'm in Publix, and Publix is telling me, get your flu vaccine. Not my flu shot, my flu vaccine. And I was like, since when is there a flu vaccine? And they're like, oh, it's the, it's the uh, influenza vaccine. It's always been that way. And I was like, nah, it's always been the flu shot. And it's never been effective, as I've yeah. mentioned here. Yeah. I always get really sick for when me, I get that. It. Yeah. So that's why I don't I don't get the COVID stuff is is when I got the flu shot two or three years running I got really I mean really really sick every year. I think what we're gonna see is more people like um, your mountain biker buddy Kyle um, that are gonna start to make a fuss about mm-hmm. uh, the negative consequences and you know people like him who are not overtly political um, that are not going to stand up and explain what happened to them for political reasons, but just to be, you know, reasonable. Yeah. Um, I think in that, I don't know if, if you played it, but maybe a little bit deeper in that clip when he's testifying, um, he mentions where there, where there is risk, there should be choice. Yeah. And I think that's, that is the, the theme that everyone should be paying attention to and adopting. Very much so. Uh, speaking of risk and choice, what is going on with this Charleston gun store story from ABC News 4? Now, dare I uh, preface this so as to avoid any lawsuits? Uh, this is just opinion here. Uh, I don't know the details of this story, okay? So I- I'm going to read you what we know. If there are any lawsuits, please direct them to Chris's <laughs> his show. <laughs> I merely provide color commentary. That's right. Uh, so th- I'll tell you the story, and I'm just going to ask a couple obvious questions. Uh, this is abcnews4.com, WCIV Charleston. A gun store owner accidentally shot and killed an employee earlier this week in Berkeley County. The sheriff's department says deputies arrived at Coastal Firearms on Tuesday to find Stefan Morgan, 36 years old, with a gunshot wound to the lower face. He died shortly after officers made it to the scene. Coastal Firearms owner John Whitley told officers he accidentally shot Morgan after mistaking his personal handgun for a BB gun. The handgun was taken by officers following the incident. A witness told deputies he saw the two men having a normal conversation. Then he heard a firearm discharged. He said he saw Morgan fall to the ground bleeding. No arrests were made following the incident. All right. Patrick, sir, um, my son has uh, one of the SIG pellet guns, uh-huh. BB gun, air gun, whatever yep. you want to call it. It looks real. Yeah. It looks really real. It feels heavy. Sure. It does not feel real. Yeah. Uh, they actually call them real feel because they're supposed to look and feel like a like a real gun. Yeah. Although... They don't always, but it's supposed to be awful darn close. It's awful darn close, but um, not the same. 
There's no way. There's just, I don't understand. My dad has a SIG pellet gun, and it's the 1911 model. And um, he uses it to chase nuisance creatures out of the backyard and such, right? At first, I thought you were going to tell me that he has a SIG, like a real gun, and I was going to say, I'm sorry for your loss. I won't tell you about the 226. Good idea. Yeah, he doesn't have the, the 320 that's shooting people. He's got that high-end Navy gun. Uh, he's a Harvey Milk fan. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, Dad. Uh, poor Dad. Poor anybody in the Navy. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. they have their, He has the 1911. Now, I have a 1911. You have a 1911. I've, I've handled and shot his 1911 pellet gun. I don't know that I ever mistake the two. No, you know, I mean, you can even pick up a, a 22 1911. Yeah. And they don't feel the same. Yeah. I'm really, really curious. Not saying this guy was using a 1911. I'm not sure what it was. Right. But just using that as a comparison. Who, I mean, even if it's a paintball gun or a BB gun, I would think the vast majority of gun owners tend to default to gun safety. Like, You'd like to think. Like there's no blurred lines there, you know? Meaning, uh, if it's a gun that's made to look... Like, even, even again, when we take my son's pellet gun out, all the same gun rules apply. I've talked about it sure. here before where we got him started with flashlights. He was really into flashlights for a while. It was just a thing of his. And so I saw an opportunity there, and he was allowed to use all the high lumen flashlights but we integrated firearm safety he had to point it away from people he had to only point it at things that he wanted to shine it on wasn't allowed to walk around willy-nilly and it was really just a matter of okay well here's a way for him to start learning some discipline like Mm -hmm. that we get the pellet gun out and it's the same thing keep your finger off the trigger don't point it at people yada yada but to a degree um you can relax a little bit it's a good way for him to learn the the rules and the safe handling. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, as much as I've handled that, what's supposed to be an AR-15, and as much as I've handled real AR-15s, I don't know how you ever would mistake the two. You would know. Like, you pick it up and you go, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a pellet gun. But, boy, it feels real, meaning, by the way, that the functionality of it is very close in the yep. sense of, the mag releases in the same spot. It's got a charging handle that works. Uh, I don't think there's a bolt. Re- there probably is a bolt re- catch and release on it, um, but it just doesn't feel the same. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like an actual AR-15. I still wouldn't point it at you and pull the trigger. Uh, I certainly wouldn't put it next to my real AR-15 and start goofing around with the two and point them at each other. Yeah, I mean, this thing feels a little bit like. There's more to the story, and rather than whatever the truth is, this is what he decided to go with. Which right. Is just bizarre. Yeah. Is Real he dead? Bizarre. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you what happened now. I'm going to tell you what happened. All right. Anyway, um, that's it. That's all I got for you. Let's uh, let's talk about... I know I'm going to make some people mad with this one. I don't know. I don't really care, I guess, but... Uh, let's see what else is new. Yeah. I'm an ambitious... Officer. Sorry about that. One voter. Everybody knows the rules. I need to be a part of the 100 Club. 
All right. Uh, this week's vote of the week is internet trolls everywhere, and boy, they're always everywhere. You would think we we would have made it the gun store owner, but I didn't because we wanted to take the opportunity for everybody to learn something together, and and that's something that we're going to learn this week is uh, no need to jump to conclusions just because a YouTuber tells you something is true. It doesn't necessarily. What? Yeah, yeah. That's where I get all my information. Well, sometimes. Just some of them. You're getting uh, incomplete information. Not false information, but incomplete. If you don't stop, I'm going to make you apologize to suit yourself. In person. I stopped. All right. All right. It wasn't Such, though. Such eventually fell on his sword, if we're talking about the same thing there. He should have done it quicker, but that's all right. Um. Now, now, now again, uh, now you're putting it like I'm going to make fun of the YouTuber. I'm making fun of, you know what, I'm, I'm almost going to just make it the gun community in general. Um, but really, that's fair. really, especially the trolls. We're a special bunch, we the gun community. We really are. Um, I think there's no more potent danger in the world than an arrogant person who is thoroughly ignorant of the facts. That is just such a lethal combination. And uh, Aristotle said that. Oh, yes, that sounds right. I, I think it was in the Republic. Uh, that's where I got it. Although that was a book about Socrates, so never mind. Sorry. Um, all right. The point is this. I don't, want to, I don't want you to think that I'm making Reno May the uh, vote of the week because he seems like a decent fella. Seems nice enough. But he rushed this video out, and he admits it here in the beginning of the video. It's not going to be any edits. I've rushed this video out uh, because he found a flyer online, and then he did some Google foo, and he reached a conclusion that uh, wasn't entirely correct. Listen to this. Limited again today. This is something that might cause a little bit of a stir within the community, and if this is something that... I.e., by the way, clicks... A stir means yeah. clicks. <laughs> In addition to the rare breed trigger, wide open trigger debacle, if that's something that people are really interested in, I would be willing to chat with Big Daddy Unlimited, maybe bring them on the channel and talk about these situations and hear their side. To get more clicks. It's something that I think many right. people would gain from, but I want to see if that there is an actual interest in it. <laughs> but today we are talking about Big Daddy Unlimited and the accusations that they are or they did participate in a gun buyback event. Now, All right, hang on. We're going to find out where those accusations that he mentioned came from. Now, this is something that it seems to have been known for a few days now, but I initially found out about this yesterday through an Instagram account, Kitted Civilian, formerly the FUD trigger. I don't know. He's been zucked many times, as I have myself. So Basically, in this, AP. I initially saw the claims that a company called Big Daddy Guns in Gainesville, Florida, or nearby Gainesville, Florida, was participating with the Gainesville Police Department and the Save Our Cities Initiative to host a gun buyback event. And I thought to myself, uh, Big Daddy Guns, that's, you know, it's not the same exact name. Let's look into it. So I look up, I'm like, Big Daddy Guns, let's see if that's an actual place near Gainesville, Florida. And it is. And I'm like, okay, clearly that's not the same thing as Big Daddy Unlimited, right? So I ask and people say, no, apparently it is. And you can actually see right here on their website, I'll just show an overlay over the screen, the history of Big Daddy Unlimited. Now, after this event took place, 
Sherry McKnight was appalled when politicians threatened to take away the Second Amendment rights from all Americans. Mm. At the time, Sherry had never even shot a gun. She told her husband, Tony, what was taking place. They immediately blah, sprang into blah, action. Blah, blah, blah. The point is they, they do own those gun to stores. To revolutionize the online gun store with the creation of Big Daddy Unlimited by offering a massive selection of guns, gear, and ammo at highly competitive prices. So... Then, you know, I'm going to take a look over here. GPD will, which is Gainesville Police Department, will host a gun buyback. This was on several different news sources. All of them say the same sentence, basically. The GPD, Office of the State Attorney Brian Kramer, Big Daddy Guns, and the Save Our City Initiative will be hosting a gun buyback event on Saturday the 30th. Now, this was about the same time that Big Daddy Unlimited was flying the Let's Go Brandon uh, banner on a airplane. Um, and that's pretty funny. I think that's, I, I enjoyed that, but was it all a cover up? I don't really know if this would be something that I would consider a cover up, but it definitely is a good distraction. I am very conflicted on this because I want to know more about their perspective on mm. participating in this event. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why a gun store necessarily needs to be involved with a gun buyback event. Mm -hmm. Many cities nationwide do it without the participation of gun stores involvement. Mm -hmm. These guns are not going to be going into the inventory of Big Daddy Unlimited. This is mm -hmm. a gun buyback event. This is not a... Uh, Come on down and consign your guns with Big Daddy Guns. It's a little bit different than that. Mm -hmm. Big Daddy Unlimited has a history, and now this is coming from an anonymous source who oh. I will not share with you. Okay. Um, they have a history of selling certain items mm -hmm. to certain places mm -hmm. where many companies would not send those things. Huh. We're not talking about the rare breed triggers. No, I will not elaborate further. So there's things that they do that I really wish do you like. Could be more vague. <laughs> this. I wish. I wish he could what get the hell them. What are we talking about? I wish he could get them another visit from the ATF. I literally have no idea what he's saying. I think he's saying that uh, they don't care what state laws are on certain firearms. They'll ship them to you anyway. Uh, um, seems to me that's what he's saying, right? I mean, let's do it again. Certain items to certain places where many companies would not send those things. Okay. We're not talking about the rare breed triggers. Got it. No, I will not elaborate further. So there's things that they do that I really do like. The ATF has entered the chat. This is not one of them. <laughs> I'm curious to what you guys think down below. I'm doing this without any edits, without any cuts, just boom, trying to get this out as fast as possible. That's not if true. you're interested in me talking to them and having no, that, those. That's not a true statement. Uh, clearly, as he begins to talk about Big is, Daddy Unlimited. And you can actually see right here on their website, I'll just show an if overview. You go watch screen, this Reno May video. The history of Big Daddy Unlimited. Now, after this at event, at one thirty-six, that's a jump cut. There's a there's an obvious edit there. So to say it's not edited and there's no cuts is a lie, and and he knows that. So anyway, uh, disingenuous to say the least. But anyway, it, you know all you have to do. This is crazy. I know it's gonna sound crazy, but let's just say you're like, hey man, I wonder what was up with that. Like, why would Big Daddy Unlimited do that? For instance, you could go to their Instagram, and you could see if maybe somebody had already asked that question. That which novel concept what big daddy unlimited is saying is we provided free gun safes trigger locks and offered gun safety training to the non-trained as in alternative as an alternative so think about this and here's uh steven uh some, some bunch of numbers because he couldn't think of a uh of a logical screen name, so Instagram suggested one. He says, "Because it's 1997, right? Uh, you still sponsored a buyback, regardless of your intentions." In quotes, actively sponsoring the removal and destruction of legally owned firearms. 
Your excuses don't mean anything here in the grand scheme of things. What? What are you talking about? Um, they're not actively sponsoring the removal and destruction of legally owned firearms. Those people, here's what Stephen and it seems Reno and the general public don't understand. These gun buybacks aren't for criminals. It's not as if uh, the criminals show up and they go, hey, man, <laughs> I got enough robberies done with this gat. I'm going to offload it if that's all right. And, and they drop it there. Um, oh, that's what I do with mine. Not a, not a terrible idea. Now, I will tell you this. Knock over the stage. <laughs> that's a good you know? idea. Yeah, sure. And then get rid of the evidence. Uh, at that buyback, by they the way. They never think to look mm-hmm. in their own evidence locker for the gun that I've got bodies on. Well, think about it. Hey, do me a favor. <laughs> back up, delete, <laughs> and we'll come back into this. I've always wondered, they offer money for, uh, like, pistols and such. I've wondered if uh, you could show up with a bunch of lower receivers and get taken seriously. No, have you seen where the, the people will literally, like, use, like, some pipe strap and, like, like connect like a, a piece of lead pipe to like a, a two by four and literally turn that in and get money for it. Nice. That's a real thing. I love people. Uh, yeah. So here's the point. Uh, so Reno rushed this video out as he, as he openly admits big daddy unlimited, what they say that Steven and uh, you know, and here's, by the way, here's another little bit of a, a beef I would have with Reno uh, if you go and look at his uh, videos, there is not a follow-up. Not a follow-up. Big Daddy has made their intentions known. As I said, they were there to offer gun safes, gun locks, and training to the people who might need it. So, again, uh, the point being, it's not like the criminals show up and want to offload their their firearms that they've committed crimes with. We're talking about people who maybe inherited these or they were gifted to them. Whatever the case may be, somebody comes into possession of a firearm legally, and they might think, I don't want this in the house. This, yeah. this scares me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to turn it in. That's the only person I can logically see taking advantage of gun buyback programs, right? Uh, and so what Big Daddy Unlimited did that I think is actually kind of smart was to show up and go, hey, hey, as an alternative, if you'd like to learn about gun safety and you'd like to feel safer and have a gun to defend yourself, Come over here and talk to us. We have a free safe we will give you. We have a lock you can put on the gun as well. And you can come on down and get free training at your convenience. And that way you don't have to turn this gun into the police department. You can keep it for your own personal protection. And in doing so, assuming my assumptions are right, which I'm going to take Big Daddy Unlimited at their word and not the guy looking for clicks. Yeah. If that's what they did... They did more of a service in their day than any of the trolls and any of the YouTubers have done in their entire lifetime for the firearms community. That's that's all it is. Amen. So I'm tired of people not hanging on long enough to get the facts. And I'll tell you this. I would wager that Reno May is the type of guy that will tell you that mainstream media is all sorts of corrupt. And what does the mainstream media do that's so bad? Got to be first. Got to be first. That's exactly right. It's all they care about. They don't care about being right. They care about being first. Reno, you seem like a nice guy if you ever hear this. I, I, I like your layout. I like what you do. You're a good photographer. All the things you've done are, are pretty cool. But just slow down a bit, man. Slow down. 
take time, take a deep breath. Because I think what you'll learn, he seems to be a younger guy too. Um, but I think you'll come across those things in life where you look back and you go, that actually hurt more than it helped. Well, if you'd I have think, just been patient, I you could have waited three days. What young Reno might do is realize he should have read more books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kept his mouth shut. And kept his mouth shut. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Man, I just said the other night at my wife's party, I said, I'm, I'm, couldn't be more grateful that I came out before social media, meaning I, I came out of my adolescence before social media. For sure. Because so much dumb crap would be on the record. <laughs> I would hate it. All right. Uh, thanks for hitting, uh, hanging out with us. Uh, I was thinking Rittenhouse in my head there. Kyle Rittenhouse is going to walk, and it's going to be spectacular. And um, all the best to you, Kyle. Free kyleusa.org uh, give it a visit if you can donate please do uh, he needs all the help he can get we'll see you next week on the felt recall podcast mm-hmm.